0: A few years ago, I got the idea that I wanted my own brand for women to sell women's clothing and lingerie, but I had no idea where to get started. But then I found Shopify. (coughs) Shopify is your no excuses business partner. Sell without needing to code or design, Just bring your best ideas and Shopify will help you open up shop. One of the biggest obstacles for a first-time shop owner like me is having no e-commerce experience, but Shopify simplified everything so much that the site has become the least of my worries. From the graphic design aspect to making customer service super easy on my end, there's nothing you can't do. They give you everything you need to take control of your business, even as a beginner. Sign up now for a $1 per month trial at Shopify.com slash ForTheGirls, all lowercase. Go to Shopify.com slash ForTheGirls now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash ForTheGirls. Life doesn't happen bi-weekly, so why should Payday? The money you earn can be in your hands today with EarnIn. EarnIn Earn In is an app that gives you access to your pay as you work, up to $100 per day or up to $750 per pay period. Just download the EarnIn app and verify your paycheck. Then access up to $100 a day as you work and leave an optional tip. Any money you access Bank products are issued by Evolve Bank and Trust, member FDIC. Settling is not an option. For me. Everything I desire is already mine. What if you can have it all? <laughs> because every day is for the girls. Hello, hello. Welcome back to another episode of For the Girls. I'm your host, Victoria Alario. And today's episode is an interview with my friend, Aisha Mohammed. And we talk all about. Not only building a business, but rebuilding after you lose it as well. We discuss confidence and mindset and personal development and the inner work and TikTok and building a business and then rebuilding a business and starting from scratch and jealousy and we just talk about all amazing things that I love to discuss and I know that you guys love to hear and I think that you will really be able to learn from her and she's so young but so wise and such an old soul and I think that's why we get along so well and that we mesh so well because we're very similar in that way and I've had that entrepreneurial spirit from a young age too but she's super impressive because she's actually entered this world at such a young age at the age of 19 so Hearing her talk was super refreshing and such a breath of fresh air for such a young woman. And I think that you guys will gain so much value from how she not only runs her businesses, but how she views herself just as a woman, period. So let's get into the interview. I cannot wait for you all to hear it. Girls, I have something to share, so let's take a minute. If you are ready to live in your highest potential, I have such a gift for you. If you are ready to awaken your purpose and discover the ultimate key to happiness, the Soul Star membership hosted by Janet Namaste awaits you. If you have listened to my podcast interviews with Janet, including an episode called Trauma, What It Is, How to Identify It, and How to Overcome It, and an episode called Jealousy is the root of all evil, then you know what a gift it is to learn from Janet. I have been personally working with her for almost four years, and it has changed my life. The Soul Star membership was created to support you in moving from surviving to thriving, so you can awaken all your hidden talents and share it with the world, plus, awaken your Soul Star and live according to your divine plan. Each month, you will learn your unique style of communication, your love language, and awaken the healer within according to your soul's blueprint so you can navigate each month with grace, support, courage, and empowerment. You will get a healing each month and an angelic transmission directly for you and your loved ones plus a monthly guidebook and journal to document your progress and what you've learned. And guess what? Janet will be there live alongside you covering thousands of topics including manifesting destiny, letting go, inner child connection, numerology, regression, hypnosis, awakening consciousness, healing ancestral karma, and so much more. Whether you are just starting in your spiritual journey or have already begun for years, This membership will enhance your ability to live a soul-led life. There is no better time to start than now. For more information, there is so much you can read directly on the site. To join the membership, you can pay for this monthly or you can pay annually and get three months free. And of course. This community has a discount. So for more info and the pricing, head to janetnamaste.com forward slash for the girls. And you're going to check out with the code FTG10 to save. Now on some browsers, you may need to add www dot before you put the URL. So that's janetnamaste.com forward slash for the girls dot com forward slash for the girls and insert the code capital F, capital T, capital G, number one and number 10. I am truly so excited for you all. And girls, this is going to be the greatest investment you've ever made into yourself all right everybody please welcome today's guest Aisha I am so 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 excited to have you before I have you introduce yourself though do you know because I went back in our dms and I was like how did I find her or how did we meet or something like that you found me on bumble bff
1: yeah we became friends on instagram but I found you on bumble bff and I think I I had just downloaded Bumble BFF because I just moved to Miami.
0: Yeah. Like, Where I did are the, the girls? Yeah, <laughs> I did the same. Where are the girls? <laughs> and, you know, I, when I, when I, yesterday, when I was like putting all the questions together and getting ready to interview you, I was like, I guess I found her through TikTok or whatever. And I'm like, let me see. So I scrolled up at our DMs and you were like, hey girl, I just moved to Miami and I found you on Bumble BFF. And I'm like, oh my God, I love that. Like, I totally forgot about that. And I, I did Bumble BFF and I literally only like really like became friends through it in Miami with you and one other girl who we did end up actually getting to meet in person. And we're, we're still friends and we haven't seen each other since that night because we don't live in the same area, but also you who I talk to, I would say more because we talk on Instagram a lot and it's great. Such a great way to network, isn't it?
1: Yeah, I I I haven't made too many friends on Bumble BFF, but actually, just the other day, I hung out with a friend of mine's friend that she met on Bumble BFF. So that's pretty interesting that people are actually making friends on Bumble BFF. Yeah, so, yeah. Not sponsored, but shout out Bumble BFF. <laughs>
0: I know, right? Like, get me that sponsorship. All right, <laughs> tell us who you are. Introduce yourself. Just tell us everything. Who are you? What do you do?
1: Cool. So my name's Aisha. I am a social media marketing strategist. So basically what that means is I help brands strategize their content marketing game plan and make it come to life. More specifically, uh, video content marketing, so TikTok, Instagram Reels. So anybody that just wants really good um, video content, I help them, specifically brands and companies. So that's me.
0: Amazing. Amazing. And you're living in Miami, but you're traveling all over so you're in Colombia right now do you have any other travel plans coming up
1: yeah so i'm in Colombia right now i'm gonna return to miami for a little bit just to kind of like you know change out the wardrobe get some new stuff and then i'm planning on going to the middle east and europe for summer so vague vague plans but i definitely want to be on that side of the world so yeah
0: and your family is out in the middle east
1: I have half of my family in um, the States, so kind of like in the East Coast and then Washington State, and then my other half of the family is in the Middle
0: East. Wow, so that'll be amazing. That's That'll be so much fun. So now, what is yeah. your background, and how did you get into this online world? Like, you're getting to work from home, and- do the social media stuff and the content and the marketing? How did you get into this space? And especially at such a young age, because you're only 23, but you've already been doing this for a few years. So you started at a super young age. Tell me all about that.
1: Yeah, so right out of college, I was working corporate and immediately I hated it. I was so bored, Um, and one of my passions is like fashion, and so at the time, I was playing a lot with fabrics and fashion in my spare time. A lot of people on the internet and in the streets were asking me where I shop, and it would just be my creations, my designs, and so I decided, let me just start a collection, like a line of just stuff that I make, and I had no prior experience to like starting a business or using social media to market my stuff or anything like that. And at the time I had a pretty, you know, not like a huge, huge following on social media, but just enough to be like locally known. And so I just created all of the product. I went out, bought a bunch of inventory and made this product line, one collection and it sold out. And I, it's because I use my social media and that's when it hit me that I have a natural Like talent for social media and using it as a marketing tool. And so then instead of using all that profit to go, you know, start a bigger line, I thought, let me offer social media marketing as a service to other brands that don't know what they're doing. Mm -hmm. Um, So I really invested into my knowledge and like buying programs and things like that to kind of like fine tune my skill set and learning how to start a business and going to business events and learning how to become an entrepreneur. So really investing a lot of time and money into myself and my education in the things that I wanted to learn and get better at.
0: Wow, that's amazing. Now, this is all over the past few years, because like you said, you've been doing that post-college, but now you really transitioned heavily into TikTok. Would you say that that catapulted your success on another level in this industry? Tell me all about your experience with TikTok.
1: Yeah, so definitely, I think having grown so many business accounts, um, specifically one that I, a big one that I was a part of to over half a million followers getting it verified, growing other business accounts basically overnight, showcasing that, you know, we I can create viral videos for other people, mm-hmm. even if it's an industries that I have no prior experience in, I just know how to create really good video content. So showing that and having a, an account. To showcase, like, I I think that the way that I saw it is that it's kind of like using the product that you're selling so that you can show your potential customer the results of using your own products because you don't want to sell something and say, I've never done it, but I can do it for you. So I think having grown such a huge following and community on TikTok um, showcase, like, hey, I know what I'm doing when it comes to video content marketing, and um, I've done it for myself. So Um, I think with that, also exposure, because TikTok is really good for fast monetization. So I got in front of eyes and people that I would have never before on Instagram because of how, um, you know, not to sound ignorant, but kind of scale growth has been on Instagram before Instagram Reels. Um, I think TikTok kind of changed the way that people grow on the internet with video content. And so being part of like the first few people that use TikTok as like a business, Platform to promote a business brand um, definitely catapulted my career and my skill sets. I learned a lot.
0: Wow! Yeah, I mean, half a million followers and and all of the accounts that you have, you know, touched in some way and helped. Like you have so much to show for it. So, like you said, it's not a matter of oh, I haven't done this, but I could show you how. It's like oh, no, no, no. Like I am. I, I'm the blueprint, you know, <laughs> like you're going to follow my lead. And so I think that that's really major. And, you know, I, as you know, I, I just recently started doing TikTok too. And I will say in the beginning, all of my videos were going viral. Like I was getting hundreds of thousands of views, millions of views and shooting up in followers. Now it's been super stagnant. I will say that I've definitely changed like my method a little bit on like the kind of videos I was posting. And there was not like a, there wasn't a conscious change. It was more just like, I almost like got comfortable knowing, okay, I'm growing. My views are amazing. I'm gaining this following. But then I think that when I started to change it, and of course my views went down a little bit, my followers, I'm not just, I'm not just saying this because I say this on Instagram and I, I hate to sound like the girl who like cries wolf, but my followers are commenting me. They're like, you're shadow banned, you're shadow banned. They're like, you, you don't come up for me anymore. They're like, I loved your videos. I thought that you stopped and I don't know how the heck to get out of it. I, I do. I did come up with a, like a whole list of like new type of content that I want to put out because I'm like, all right, maybe my shit got a little boring. Granted, like, you're not going to want to watch myself if I got a little boring. So I need to get back to like providing way more value and keeping it really exciting to, you know, get my, keep my views up, but I really don't follow a strategy other than like good content. There was no like strategy for me of like this day, this time, this opening, like, do you have a certain strategy that you would say is something that you could generally share with others? I know that you work on a case by case Situation with your clients and everyone is pretty much different, but would you have any general tips that you think anyone who's either just starting or needs to kind of like restart, like anything of that sort to get back in that mojo?
1: Yeah. I think the biggest tip that I could give is look at what already works. Like as bad as it sounds, originality is not the key winning factor on TikTok whether that is with your own content or someone else's content. At the end of the day, no piece of content is original. You just have to t- make, add a twist to it and make it you. So whether that means looking at what is working for other people or actually looking in your own data. So in your case, Vic, you have a lot of videos and a lot of them do very well. TikTok rewards people who obviously have good data and have good audience retention because their whole their whole game is keeping people on the TikTok app. And if your content is garnering a lot of attention and you're getting a lot of views, likes, engagement, they're going to reward other videos that are very similar to that. So it kind of like the way that you look at it is like, you know how when you're shopping, you see a tag on the clothes, small, medium, large. It's like they're tagging your videos internally, like on the back end, like with what category and what type of audience is watching this. And so when you make new videos, they're going to automatically assume it's similar to that video and show it to the right audience and uh, to the same type of audience. And so if it's a little bit far off, then you might get lower views. If you try to do a different topic, you might get lower views because people that were originally interested in in the video that got, I don't know, a million views, they're going to want to see more of that. It's kind of like, Watching a continuum, like the next episode of that of that video. Mm -hmm. So that's another way to think of it: is just dropping different episodes on the same type of video that went viral.
0: This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around the weight of different stressors in life, and no matter how big or small, when we keep them bottled up, it could start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's not just for those who've experienced major trauma. Therapy can even be there to just empower you to be the best version of yourself, or to also help you practice setting and enforcing boundaries too. So if you've been thinking about starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online and designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist And you can even switch therapists if need be at any time for no additional charge. Therapy has never been made so easy before. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash ForTheGirls today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp.com slash ForTheGirls. We're all girls here, so I think it's safe to say we all agree that we mostly look forward to going home every day simply so we could take our bras off. We wear bras because we have to, not because we want to, but today's sponsor, Honey Love, just might be the thing that changes that for you. Say goodbye to underwire and bulky fabrics that make you sweat, Honey Love has started a revolution of bras you actually want to wear. I personally started wearing Honey Love over the summer and was in shock of how comfortable I felt in their bra and shapewear. I'm a huge shapewear girly, especially for special occasions like a wedding to wear under a dress and sometimes they're just so uncomfortable, too tight, They roll down, they roll up, and end up becoming more of a burden than anything else. But I felt so confident wearing Honey Love. It was a totally new experience for me. And now I swear by them. So treat yourself to the best bras on the market and save 20% off at honeylove.com slash for the girls. Use our exclusive link to get 20% off. That's honeylove.com slash for the girls. After you purchase, they'll ask you where you heard about them. Please support my show and tell them I sent you. Treat yourself to honey love because you deserve it. That's such a, I like that concept of like, it's a, di- <clears throat> excuse me, it's a different episode of the series. Like, you know, it's like season one, season two, like you want it, you want it to evolve, but you want it to stay in the same, you know, playground. What do what do you think about, yeah. kind of just came to my head when you were saying about like, you know, originality and all that. What do you think about reposting old videos? Because there are so many videos that I posted in the very beginning that, like I said, went super viral. But I feel like I have new followers that never even saw those because those were five, six months ago. So what what's your take on reposting?
1: I feel like there's a different couple of ways I would approach reposting. My first way to do it, my top choice of reposting a video would be to stitch your own video. So react to your own video and then add another point or add a refresher to it or say, I posted this six months ago, but I just wanted to remind you that it's still accurate or it's still relevant just so that it pops up on your feed again. And then they can go back to that original video and then build on those views. Second way of doing it is just try to just download it without the watermark and repost it. Who knows if it'll get as much attention as the first video, but I have done that before um, I've done that on a video that got, let's say, 4 million views, and then I would repost it, and it would get a million views, and then I would repost it again, like, let's say, six, seven months later, and it would get, like, 300,000 views. So the views significantly dropped every time you repost it, because I think TikTok is recognizing that it's just a video that's already out there. But um, in order to make it a quote-unquote new video, I would just stitch it to kind of resurface that original video.
0: Interesting
1: if you can't fit your videos, I would go back to my first big tip of remaking videos and just making them slightly different. Mm. Um, just remake the entire video and just make it slightly different or just word for word, but it's a new video technically.
0: Yeah, that's And because true. that
1: original video got, garnered a lot of attention, this next one will more likely than not garner a good amount of attention too.
0: That's so true. Love, 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 love that. Okay. Now, yeah. I feel like we're we're kind of on the topic. I mean, luckily I have not had to totally restart uh from scratch even though I I have my highs and lows. I know that you've recently went through a phase of like totally resetting and starting over after building something after building something pretty much like that you built, you lost it and had to start from scratch. What Let's talk about this. What was that like? And how are you persevering through that loss and having to start again?
1: So I think to start it off, I'm a very spiritual person. So I think that everything happens for a reason. Now, not to sound ignorant, though, there are some things that you can avoid. <laughs> right. And, and so that it doesn't happen. But I do think that the universe gives you what you need at that time and for your soul and for your growth and for your journey. And yeah, I just went through a situation where something that I worked hard on, um, really hard on for the past few years, was just kind of not a part of my life anymore, suddenly overnight. And that kind of caused me to shift into a mode of like, okay, now I'm doing things solo because at the time I'm I'm part of a team, I'm part of something bigger than me. um, And so now I'm doing things all over, but I'm doing things alone and I have the power and complete control of my destiny, but also like my, my next move, my next business venture or my next, um, TikTok account or whatever it may be. It's just completely me versus relying on other people. And so my initial reaction was, okay, this happened for a reason. Let me not, you know, get upset. Um, of course I was, but I'm trying to calm myself down. I'm trying to say, you know, it happened for a reason. Um, there's going to be bigger and better for me. But the biggest thing that I always kept at the back of my mind is that if I was able to do this, get this much attention, grow this big of a community, um, grow this big of a business with and bring my talents to something, an organization that is beyond just me, imagine what I can build if it was just me, or if I poured that into myself, not necessarily like, Oh, I'm building something by myself. But if I poured all of that energy that I gave into something beyond me, Imagine what I would get from my life if I poured that energy into me in whatever category of life, whether that's work, life, business, spirituality, friends and family. So that's when I made that shift. I took a whole month off of social media. I didn't do anything. I didn't even log on, didn't post. And I just focused on the things right in front of me, friends, family, my skill sets. did a lot of journaling, did a lot of spiritual work and just focused on pouring back into myself and recognizing where I failed in pouring back into myself from pouring into other people's cups um, from a half empty cup.
0: When you really like put it out there like that, it's such a powerful way to persevere because I feel like so many people are like, why is this happening to me? And you viewed it more from a lens of like, what is this doing for me? And now you're able to, you, like you said, fill up your cup 100% all the way instead of instead of pouring from a half empty cup, you have a 100% full cup by, you know, doing what you have to do. And I think that you also, I loved how you just said, you just spent your time in your reset phase, like you just paid attention to the things that make you happy and feel good. Like, Family and friends and journaling and your spiritual work and all that kind of stuff rather than scrambling rather than being like in panic mode of like, oh, my God, like I have to build something right now. I have to like start all over again. And that's where the scarcity, scarcity mindset comes in is like when someone thinks that they lose one thing, they'll never have anything else again like that. I cannot believe I lost this thing where that I worked so hard on, like, woe is me, I'm such a victim, but you kind of saw it in that sense where that's like, well, if I could build something that big once, I could build it twice. So what, that I feel like that kind of segues into your mindset in general around rebuilding a business. Like, have you ever, is this like the first time you've ever had to rebuild or is this something that, you know, you, you are, you not to say used to, but is this something that you are experienced in? Or was this your first time having to rebuild? How did you develop this mindset?
1: I think to start off with a mindset, the biggest thing that I was working on that I have been working on over the past few years is just being really in tune with myself as a whole being rather than one single identity, rather than, for example, a career woman, or rather than Um, a painter or a creative or a singer. Like people have just like one sole identity. And I think for me, my identity is a woman and a woman that has multiple interests and multiple things in her life that filled her cup. And so I think that was the first thing um, mindset-wise that I had to shift into is that I felt like via being around different types of personalities and people who think different ways, now that I was free of, outside noise, I could listen to myself and what made me happy as a woman and what filled my cup as a woman and getting into that, uh, uh, having that abundance mindset, you know, I think also um, carrying that like high value woman mindset as well, like thinking like, if I'm not the woman that I want to be in 10 years, how would that woman act? How would she react? Would she stay composed or would she scramble? And so remembering the end goal, if that's not who I am right now, and um, just acting as if. And just being as if so that I can grow to, to be this woman. And so I think that was like the biggest thing that I did, just embodying this like high value woman mindset and mentality and way of life that it just poured into every other aspect of life. I now had time for friends, family, God, travel opportunities came to me more easily because I wasn't in I wasn't putting out an energy wave that was like, I'm desperate for you to become my client or I'm desperate for money to come help me in this, or whatever I needed to help with. Um, things just started naturally coming my way. People just naturally gravitated towards that positive energy and like calm composed like um, energy that I was just giving out because I was just focusing on me. I wasn't really focusing on anybody else or anything else. Yeah. As far as like rebuilding a business from scratch, I would say that this past few years, I have done the most that I've ever done in business ever. So every single day, every single month, I was hitting and learning, hitting a goal that I've never hit before learning something new that I've never learned before. And even after this restart phase, learning what I should have done in the beginning of starting a business or starting a certain type of um, venture um, and certain character and certain characters out there, um, so just a lot of learning lessons. But as far as like rebuilding something from scratch, I've rebuilt multiple things um, from scratch. Not necessarily a business, I wouldn't say, uh, but I have no, I have no fear that things will turn out anything less than great. I just have full and complete faith in that. So
0: that is everything because that's the confidence. And you literally, I, um, I have, you know, so many trainings and podcasts and whatnot about confidence, but I always say confidence is the transfer of belief. And you just nailed it because you said, I have no doubt that everything will work out and that I totally believe that everything will be great that I do. I think everything that I touch will turn to gold, you know? And so, I, like I said, confidence is the transfer of belief, just like insecurity is the transfer of lack of belief. So people, your confidence will radiate. If you believe you can do what you, you put your mind to, then you will, because people will trust in your energy and trust in your confidence. And people love confidence. Confidence attracts clients. Confidence attracts Investors' confidence attracts followers and viewers. Like, no one wants to follow someone whose energy is radiating insecurity because you're transferring the energy of lack of belief. So, why would you bring on clients? Why would you gain followers? Why would you have a community of people following someone who doesn't know how to lead, who doesn't know what's going on? Followers are literally following to be led. And, you know, you're, you're, place on social media and in this you know world of of entrepreneurship is literally to showcase your skills and your capabilities and so the fact that you're like I'm more than willing and able everything that I do is bound to be great of course people are going to want a piece of that like that's something that quite frankly people are jealous of you know people wish that they had the certain energy that some people have. Yeah. And just to go off of like that jealous, you know, topic you were
1: mentioning, I think a lot of people, like, because I, I truly believe there's two different types of jealousy one where you're genuinely envious and you radiate bad energy. And then the second type where you, it's not necessarily harmless, but it's like, I wish I had that. Like, I'm happy for her, but I mm-hmm. wish I had that. Right. And I think the way that a lot of people can shift their energy from, not being jealous at all is just to stop following people that give them a bad energy i went through this thing where uh, every couple of months i unfollow people that make me feel some type of way any type of way but if it's not positive and inspired i don't follow them or i mute them um and then what i like to do is i don't like to scroll so much on social media and see what people are up to i like to focus on my life and like write down the categories that i want to work on in my life And then look for influencers or educators in those categories so that I can follow them and learn and be inspired by them rather than look at look at people that are living the life I want and say, oh, my God, I'm so jealous of her. She only has that because she's thin or she's tall or she's blonde. No, Mm -hmm. I'm going to say, well, this is my life. What is what do I want my life to be? What are the categories I need to work on? Who can I follow to learn how to get better at that? So that's a shift I think a lot more people can do.
0: I love, love, love that. And that's another thing that I've discussed. And I love, I love this conversation because you gave an example and it like matches to the, the perspective that I talk often about. So you said, someone says, oh, she only has that because of X, Y, and Z. And I think that That type of jealousy is the most toxic where someone starts to, Mm -hmm. where someone begins to explain the success of others to justify their lack of success. So, where someone starts to explain, oh, no, 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 Aisha got this because of that. Victoria got this because of that. It allows them to justify why they don't have the same result. I can't possibly Mm -hmm. have. Aisha's result. And I can't possibly have Victoria's result because uh, her hair is black. Her legs are skinnier. She's taller. She has more followers. She has more engagement. So people love to explain why other people are successful as a means to justify their lack of results. And I think that jealousy is just pure lack of accountability and is so... Ter- oh my god it's the worst it's terrible it's toxic they
1: drain and kill someone's life
0: oh it, it yeah for real like all of us like for example all of us have
1: tables in our homes. that's a table everyone has a table it, it can have a different color it can look a different way embody a different style at the end of the day everybody has a table so it's like nothing truly is original it's like about how you make it you
0: that is so 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 good everyone's got a table. It's just a different color. It you just reminded me of, um, what the, the cheetah girl song where she's like, what, you know, the song I'm talking about when she's like, (laughs) no, you're girl, you're so much younger than me. Oh God. I watched the cheetah girls though I just don't remember it's like it's like our spots are different (laughs) different colors they're they're basically saying that like they all have spots because they're the cheetah girls but they all wear different colors like one more like pink and one more purple and one more yellow and green like she's basically saying like we're the cheetah girls like are we all spots but they're all different colors (laughs) I'm so dead facts i'm so dead i'm like oh wait you're younger than me you don't know about the cheetah girls um all right now the
1: girls were there
0: (laughs) now knowing you know all of the things that you've gone through and being being able to persevere if you can step out of the situation and look at it from like the outside looking in what would you say is like this is my biggest takeaway or this is my biggest lesson learned. When you just really look at the situation as a whole, what would be that biggest aha moment that you feel like you learned from that experience?
1: I think the biggest takeaway for me is to be a 100% confident in you, your goals, where you want your life to be. So far to the point where if somebody ever Try to persuade you into their goals or their way of life or their aspirations that you know exactly what fits and what doesn't. So you can reject ideas and reject certain mentalities and certain ventures so that you don't waste any more time with things that don't take you to where you want to be as a person, where you want your life to be.
0: Right. Like just stand firm in your desires and set boundaries around everything else. That's that's major. Because right. I think so many people lack the ability to say no because they don't want to whether it be hurt somebody's feelings or they don't want to burn the bridge. And you could keep your connections and you can keep working with people without having to say yes to everything. You could still have your boundaries and be firm in those.
1: Yeah, I think another thing too is just consistency. Like you ever see those memes on social media and it's like the most successful people aren't there because they did a million different things. It's because they were just consistent. Like at the end of the day, like at the end of the day, Jeff Bezos was in his garage for like what, seven years or something like that before he became a freaking who knows? I don't know if he's a trillionaire or a multi billionaire, but he's up there, you know. Um, consistency in one certain thing. And so if you're passionate about something, just staying in that. I think my thing with, you know, the past few years is that I started in entrepreneurship pretty young. And, you know, like 1918, I mean, 1920. And having not, and not having a full sense of my true identity and not allowing myself to grow like by myself without outside inner voices. And what I mean by that is these outside voices Speaking So, so true to you that you feel like that's become your inner voice when in reality your inner voice is you and nobody else. I felt like that those outside inner voices were kind of breaking into my wall of identity that caused me to think that other people's ideas and other people's way of life and ventures were my own rather than staying firm. And now that I've grown, I mean, I'm only 23. That's still pretty young. But even at 23, I know more of who I am much more than I did at 20 and at 21. And so now I'm able to say, I don't want to work with you because you think certain ways, or I don't want to take you on as a client because of your values or maybe your attitude or the way that you see the vision. It doesn't align with my vision. So with everything, like new friendships, new potential, anything, I I'm very confident in being able to say no, because What I want is out there or what I want will happen with consistency.
0: Mm -hmm. You kind of just hit the nail on the head with the whole Jeff Bezos in the garage for seven years type of thing too because he was working at one thing until it became successful. And I believe that it's Ed Milet who, I mean, I'm sure in some capacity, it's all of the entrepreneurs like Gary Vee and Grant Cardone and Andy Frazella. But the one that's standing out to me is, And Milet, when he says, you you know the saying, the average millionaire has seven streams of income. He's like, the average millionaire does not become a millionaire through seven streams of income. So it's not that the seven—it's not that the average millionaire becomes an in uh, uh, a millionaire through seven streams of income. It's that the average millionaire has seven streams of income. Yes, that's accurate. Yes, that's true because the average millionaire now has investments and other businesses and become partners in other things and whatever the case might be. But that's only after the fact that they became a millionaire. He's like, you become a millionaire one thing—you stay disciplined. at one thing you become the best at one thing. That is what's going to get you to be a millionaire. And then after you become a millionaire, sure, you have your seven other streams of investments, but you better be sitting in the garage for seven years. You know, you better be in the garage, in the trenches, starting from the bottom and becoming a millionaire first. And then you get into all your other things. Otherwise you're going to you're you're gonna you're you're never gonna be able to excel in at anything if you're doing everything you got to stick to one
1: exactly and I think I always look at people that are like trying to become like an author and like a crypto investor Mm -hmm. and a youtuber and a tiktoker and start a Pinterest business all at once to get those seven streams of income it's just like I wish you knew you just need to focus on one thing and it just pours into the other cups.
0: I'd say that overall, it seems like you've you've learned so much and you've been, been able to create these boundaries and stand firm in who you are and build so much confidence at this point. But to back up for a minute, you mentioned at some point about there are definitely some things I could have avoided along the way. So to wrap this up, would you say that, you feel like maybe I did make some bad business decisions that I could have avoided? Or would you say, you know what? Even if I could go back in time and do it all over again, I would do it all over again because that's just part of the process. You know, that's just how entrepreneurship works. You're just, you have to let yourself go through these things in order to really excel. Would you say like, that's where you're at? Or you're like, nah, I made made some bad decisions that I would never make again knowing what I know now.
1: Yeah, I think a lot of the bad decisions I feel like I know for a fact I wouldn't do again is because I've done the inner work. I've worked on myself. Because a lot of the bad business decisions that I made, now looking back at it, came from a lack of confidence and a lack of um, that abundance mindset of just following those outside inner voices. If somebody said, hey, this is a good idea, let's do this every single week, I would say, you know what, you're right, like, let's do that. Instead of focusing on one core thing, which is my skill set and what I wanted to focus on from the beginning and not straying too far from that. I think also having such a strong, abundant mindset and filtering out what I wouldn't and would do, who and who I would not communicate and associate with and whose advice I would not follow. I think the biggest life lesson that I've learned is becoming a better judge of character Um, if somebody is one way with something, they're like that with everything. And they're most likely going to be like that with you. So if you see red flags in people you work with or people that are part of your organization or people, even people you're mentored by, if you see red flags with something else, they could turn around and do that to you. And so just loving yourself so much that you would never even allow, Outside things that don't align with yourself in business, in life, in friendship, in partnership, in even relationship, that is what I would carry on into the next things that I do. But also, I'm still 100% confident in being uncomfortable. So if I'm going to do something new again that I've never done before, I'm going to do it because I know what I did the first time and I saw how much it catapulted me into my career. Because at the end of the day, I'm still me and I carry my life lessons and my skill sets and my mindset into the next thing. And so I know that I can grow
0: that. Wow. So good. So, so, so good. I love all of that. I agree with all of that. I think it's important for entrepreneurs to own, you know, their shit and to know where maybe I've made a bad decision or, or also own the fact that, you know what, it's fine. It's part of the process. Like there's, there's both ends of the spectrum at at all given points. And I think you're a very powerful entrepreneur. Like I said, you're 23. You started doing this at 19, 20 years old. I'm really excited to have this connection with you and to be a part of that journey and and seeing, you know, how it grows because it's funny. I've been following you now for over a year and I... I do feel like there was like some points where I'm like, I can't even tell what she does. Like, I can't tell what you're, what you do. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like you're very, like you said, like you're not desperate for any work. You're very just like yourself and then the work comes to you. So I feel like I'm now that you kind of put that out there and put that into words, it makes sense to me now. I'm like, oh, like, she knows what she's doing. She's not not promoting herself. She's just being herself. And then the work kind of finds her. And so there were definitely points. I'm like, I'm not sure. Like, I know she does TikTok, but I'm not really sure <laughs> what her business is. And I feel like now more, I you're like a little bit more now, like showcasing certain things. But you're very subtle in like who you are because or in your business because you're very strong in who you are. And so you're like, I could be who I am and get to receive like all of the, you know, amazing feedback and new clients and followers and all that kind of stuff just by being me. So I think that that's, that's really great for you because it all makes sense now hearing you put it out there. I'm like, ah, okay, I get it.
1: Yeah. And you know, about that at the end of the day, the way that I like to look at it is whatever anybody is selling or promoting or business that they're in, It's not original. The reason people want to work with you or do business with you is because of who you are. Mm -hmm. And if I don't have a personality, if I don't have a way of life, there's nothing to show for who I am and why somebody would want to work with me and why someone relates to my energy. And so I just live life.
0: (laughs) You you live life for a living. You live life for a living. I love that. This interview was amazing, amazing, amazing. But to... To wrap it up and to end it, is there any last bit of advice or any sort of note that you want to end this conversation on? Um, To lighten up this conversation, I would say if anybody
1: ever tries to convince you to do every single thing that benefits them and not you, like, I don't know, move in with them and get on their phone plan and sell your car to get a car with them. don't do it focus on you queen pour back into your own cup
0: stop I think that some tea was just spilled all right let's let's recap if anybody convinces you to move in with them if anybody convinces you to get on their phone plan if anybody convinces you to sell your car to use to share a car focus on you that's that's what I'm getting focus you Yeah. Focus on you. Wow. 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 You know what? Thanks for that advice. You never know. Just in case anybody came (laughs) to my life and convinced me to do any of those things, I might've needed to hear that. So thank you so much. But on that note, on that, on the piping hot tea to end this episode with, tell us where we could find you. What's your Instagram handle and your TikTok handle?
1: So you can find me on Instagram and TikTok. My Instagram is aisha.mo,
0: spelled out it's A-I-S-H-A-H
1: dot M-O. And then my TikTok is just my first name, but replace the A's with V's. So spelled out, that's V-I-S-H-V-H.
0: Amazing. Thank you so much. Bye, you guys.